Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work Live, a guide podcast. I'm excited because today I'm actually talking to an amazing friend of mine, a guide creator. In addition to that, a phenomenal, phenomenal woman, Lizzie Ann Jones. Lizzie Jones is the founder of Hey Lizzie Ann, and she's a career strategist. Lizzie is this amazing tech career strategist, and you all know I love tech. And she's previously worked with companies in the tech, non-tech industry, and university recruiting at Amazon and Expedia. And she's incredibly, 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 incredibly passionate about career development, self-discovery, and professional storytelling. And she's an amazing, amazing content creator on platforms like LinkedIn. And I'm so thankful and excited to have her on the show today. And we're going to talk about tech and careers. And, you know, a lot of the work that she's been doing with her amazing business. Hey, Lizzie Ann. So let's go ahead and bring her on the show. Hey, Lizzie. Hi, everyone. Hi, Tim. Hey, how are you, Lizzie? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be um, on your podcast. I'm excited for the launch of Guide. I've been following that all this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank congrats, you. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. you know, it's, it's 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 been it's been quite some time. It's been a journey, as you know, because you've been following us for quite some time. But you know, we we're we're grateful for amazing community leaders and creators like you. You are what inspires us to build guide. And you know, I want to ask, I want to share, you know, have a have you share with our audience and community. Where are you tuning in from? Like where where's Lizzie beaming in from? I am in DuPont, Washington. It's about an hour and a half south of Seattle, right here at my parents' house in my high school bedroom. No way. Yeah. DuPont? Yes. Wow. How long have you been living there? <laughs> um, since Basically, the start of quarantine. I oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you. You know, when for you did you realize that you kind of wanted to build a career around being this amazing career strategist, and more importantly, being a career strategist for those who are really interested in working in tech? Yeah. So it started a couple years ago when I was in my first role in recruiting at Amazon, and. I was in that role, I was learning so much about the nuances of recruiting for tech, about how to talk to recruiters, how to present yourself, all these nuances that I never really learned in school. I'm also mm. a first generation college graduate, so I didn't have a lot of people in my family or social circle who went through the corporate recruiting process. So there was just so many things that I was learning that I really wanted to share with people. So to start off, as a business idea it started off with me just posting tips on linkedin to help other people out and because of that i grew a pretty massive following on linkedin um at this point i have about thirty-two thousand followers um six million views on my content every year wow. so that there is a need for a modern day career coach um for early professionals who are really high achieving, but just need a little bit of fine tuning when it comes to the recruiting process and um, understanding to rein in on their careers. So that's really what inspired me to start Hey Lizanne. That's amazing. And you know, I think a lot of people don't realize the journey, right? To get into opportunities and, and roles and really kind of be, build your own business. You know, I want you to share a little bit about that. You know, what was what at what point did you realize oh snap i'm about to build a business and how did that make you feel 
It was super scary. Um, it was in 2018. I was recruiting at Expedia at this time. And I was just getting more and more followers, more people reaching out to me. And I knew that I had to create a formalized process if I'm going to try to help people at scale. Um, I didn't want to just help, um, you know, a couple of people one on one. I really wanted to make mm. career coaching accessible for more people. Because um, right now in career coaching, um, it's pretty dominant in like executive coaching. So that's for mm. folks season have a lot of money to spend and i wanted to help people who are at the beginning of their careers and make that accessible to them so it was just kind of this growing um need and demand that mm. really um let me know that i i should really go ahead and start this thing and it took a little bit of courage to do that i had the website ready i had the branding ready but i was just like no, I need to like strategize on more things. I need to um, work on my website more. Um, mm. It took a while for me to actually push the go button because I wanted to feel 100% ready. But one of the first things I learned about entrepreneurship is that you will never feel 100% ready. Yeah. You just have to do that like 70% and just go. You got to so iterate. I you got to iterate, right? Like, cause I mean, I've been yeah. following, you know, the Hey Lizzie Ann journey for quite some time. And, I, you know, you and I would text back and forth about, oh, Tim, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Or I just launched my website or I'm about to do this. Right. And like you were always just iterating. And I think a lot of people don't realize the iterative nature of building a business. You know, even I, we, the way we've, we've been building Guy, like I've been updating you like, oh, we're doing this. We're still, you know, like it's, it's, it's iterative. You know, I want to ask you, Lizzie, you know, for the people who are listening and tuning in right now, and I want to show love to the people who are tuning in and listening right now. Shout out to Darren Hood, the UX guru himself. Shout out to Ibrahim, who's really excited to be tuning into this episode, as well as Hanin. Ibrahim, what's up, man? William, what's up, man? Carnell, what's up, man? Make sure you all go sign up for the guideapp.co beta launch. You're talking to one of our marquee creators herself, Lizzie Jones. You know, Lizzie, like the iterative nature of starting business is something that's really, really tough. You know, for you, you know, where did you develop that gut instinct to be like, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to continue pushing through? Because I think a lot of people give up early when it comes to building a business. Yeah, so... The most important thing to me is that my clients have a good experience. I'm very customer centric. I've always has been. So um, the thing that really drove me was just um, responding to customer feedback. So if I got feedback about something in my process or how I'm posting things, then if my audience is telling me that this is what they want, then I'm just going to adapt to meet their needs. And that makes it a lot easier because you're just following what the customers are are wanting instead of having this like set in stone plan. Mm. Um, so if you let the your audience guide you, it becomes a lot easier and you know that you're iterating on the right things because it's not things that you're trying to push out to people. It's things that people are asking from you. Yeah, yeah. It, even in product management, too, even for me as a, as a product and platform manager um, for Guide, you know, I, I often, you know, often think from the standpoint of how are we focusing and thinking about the experience from the customer lens, right? And I think it's so interesting how customer centricity and customer obsession doesn't only apply to technology or product, but it also applies to, as you said, career management, right? And thinking about business you know, for the people who are tuning in right now, Lizzie, let me ask you, like, how should people approach managing their career? What would be like two to three tips you have for that? Mm, good question. I would say the first thing is to understand that um, your career should be a narrative. It should actually be more of a story than mm -hmm. a story. 
Um, we are living in um, approaching the future of work. So you have to think about the future of career evolution. Yeah. Um, because of that, when you think of a story, um, it comprised, it's comprised of characters and events that help progress the story over time. And each chapter builds on the last chapter and a career is the exact same thing. Every organization that you're at, you're going to meet people, you're going to take on projects that should help evolve your career over time. And you should always be thinking about where you wanna go in the next chapter um, to figure out how you wanna go about your current chapter. Um, and that's something that people need to kind of get used to. And to be able to do that, you really have to have a growth mindset with your career. Um, so often people fall into this pitfall of having a reflection kind of period, you know, once a year, once every couple of years on, okay, where do I want to go next? Am I happy mm. in this job? Um, they wait too long to ask themselves those questions. It shouldn't happen on an annual basis. It should be happening on a daily basis. Every new skill that you're learning, project that you're on, person that mm. you're interacting, you should always check in with yourself and ask your, the questions, do I like what I'm doing? What mm. am I, how would this look different in a different company, in a different industry? It should be something that is an evolving thing on a daily basis, not on an annual basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I love that because you're talking about the evolution of a career and how it needs to be something that you're always revisiting, right? You don't just try to go into a job and expect yourself to be there for 10, 15 plus years. You have to think about it as what's that narrative that I'm having inside the job and how I'm growing. You know, I want to ask you, you know, how do you believe, because, you know, I'm, I'm big on design. You know, I'm a huge designer by training and by heart. You know, how do you believe people can design their careers around their passion? Because people all, you know, I actually read this post on LinkedIn the other day, and it was like, don't pursue a passion, pursue things that are within your strengths and are in demand, right? Like pursue, pursue how you can add value. But for you, like, how do you recommend people to think about designing their careers around their passion, what they love to do? Yeah, so a couple of things. One is to really identify what your true passions are. Um, passions are things where you have that intrinsic motivation and these are things that you just obsess over. So a lot of times people group interests and passion in the same bucket and you can have interests but you'll probably have like maybe a, a few, a handful of passions. So yeah. really funnel in on those things that just really drive you and just ignite your spirit. And once you have a list of those things, um, try to concentrate on skills that are required to um, execute those passions. So mm. um, if you're in um, you know, a corporation, there might not always be opportunities to execute your passion um, you know, in full, but you'll, you'll, you can always learn new skills to be able to amplify your passion. You can always learn skills on communication, on organization, on facilitating that can help you amplify your passion um, if it's outside of work as well. So understanding the skill set that is needed for your passions and then trying to find opportunities within your own organization on how you can develop those skills. And then once you've exhausted that, try to go outside of your organizational parameter and think about um, hobbies, clubs, mm. um, organizations that you can join outside of work um, to further amplify those skills. So you know, I love yeah. that, Lizzie. I love that, Lizzie. People are feeling you. Uh, be, continue. They were feeling what you're saying. I, I wanted to show them some love. Deja was like, passions equals the things that you're constantly thinking about, constantly thinking about. Blaze is saying, great words, Lizzie. You're a rock star. 
So he's definitely feeling what you're saying and putting it out there. You know, a Facebook user, shout out to the Facebook user who's posting this. He thinks he or she thinks that one tip is to never treat your career as one specific thing. You know, I, he, he or she feels that she, a career should be a static in a way that's always growing and developing as you yourself do. What are your thoughts on this, Lizzie? Yeah, yeah. So a career should definitely be an evolving entity. It shouldn't be very stagnant. Um, a lot of people will see their career as like this um, staircase that they're going on. There's like one direction and then each step leads to that like particular end goal. And mm. that's not how it should be. It should be something where the end may not be in sight, but you're still going forward in a direction, um, but it's not on a singular path. Mm. Definitely agree with that. For you, at what moment in your career did you realize that you loved the story that you were creating for yourself? Um, when I realized that I loved the story I was creating for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The narrative, because we we've been talking a lot about how kind of your career is a narrative. When did you like kind of fall in love with your narrative, like in terms of your career? I would say it started when I took my role as a recruiter at Expedia Group. And I just really loved having the autonomy as a recruiter, being able to get to know people, um, and then having the freedom on the side to have a, a side hustle, which was Hayla Zian. So I really, I that's when I identified that I'm the type of person that has to have like a nine to five job, but then I also want to manage something on the side as well. Um, so understanding that I didn't have to just like focus on my job and then just come home that I could actually do um, really cool projects on this side. That was very empowering um, yeah. because it made me see that um, the way that society um, defines like going to school and then getting a job and then retiring, like it doesn't have to be that way. There's so mm. many you can achieve your goals. And, and literally create abundance within your career. And I think, you know, we're definitely living in a time now where people are now more counterculture. They're thinking about what are the other things that I can do to have an abundant and have a fulfilling career and not have to go through this really linear way of thinking of a career. Let me ask you, Lizzie, because, you know, we're talking to the Lizzie Jones, the career strategist. You know, how can people develop that growth mindset that we've been talking about, that iterative nature to make their career feel more like a narrative? Are, are there some tips that you have around that? Yeah, I would say two main things. So the first thing is um, try to get yourself in the mindset of you're looking for your new opportunity or you're at that point where you want a, a new job. What are the types of questions you're asking yourself? Um, what are the things that you're thinking about? So get into that mindset, write those things down, and then ask yourself those questions on a daily basis. So it's really taking the annual and then making that on a more frequent basis. Um, and the other thing is, I would suggest making a map of what your ideal story would look like. If you were mm. on a TED talk and someone was like reading your biography of all the things that you did, like what would you want that person to say? And it doesn't have to be so specific, like, oh, Lizzie worked at this company and had this role. It could be, you know, um, uh, Deja was a mentor to people. She was mm. engaged in the community. She um, helped a lot of nonprofits. So think of those themes that are really important to you that you really would want on your biography at the end of your career. And then find opportunities that can lead you towards those themes. Ooh, you're dropping sauce. You're dropping sauce. I hope people are taking notes. 
because you are dropping the sauce because I think a lot of people they don't you know they don't teach this in in college they don't teach this in high school and you know it's something that I wish you know they taught more of um, in high school and college I've actually even been telling my sister look I don't want you going back to college because I don't think you need to I think you can you know you can start your career right now because you're so brilliant but it's your it's points like what you've been sharing um, in the sense of you know people should think about their career from the standpoint of what is that narrative and that biography that you want when it's all said and done right living really living in the moment you know for you Lizzie you know who have been some of the people in your life that have really inspired you to take reign and take control of your career great question I, you, honestly, I want to, because um, I guess we have kind of similar backgrounds and that we both worked at like really big tech companies. And I thought that that was the end goal of like, okay, you have to have this big tech company on your resume and like, that's it. But there's so much more uh, beyond big tech. Um, So that's kind of what inspired me to want to help people to go into big tech and and go on a more non-traditional route. Um, So you've definitely honestly been one of those people. Um, I would say, ooh, that's a hard question. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to have to get back to you on that because <laughs> inspire me the most are the ones who've kind of like gone outside of the traditional path and started things on their own. So I guess I'm very inspired by a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Brianna's saying, yes, taking notes. Wish they taught these things in school. <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. Goodman, who is taking notes. Definitely share those notes. And if you're loving this episode, Shalika, Brianna, Blaze, and whoever else is tuning in and listening right now, please share with your networks. Definitely tag Lizzie on LinkedIn. She is a hot shot rock star superstar on LinkedIn. She definitely deserves some love. So tag Lizzie if you're learning something and you have been taking notes on everything that she has been saying. Lizzie, you know, while we have you here, I want to ask you, you know, because I think that you're one of these people who has done a great job building her personal brand and you continue to do a great job building your personal brand. You know, for you, how did that come about? Because I think a lot of people struggle with inside of an employer, right? Whether it be like an Amazon or an Expedia, you know, they struggle with finding, okay, how do I stand out even though I'm still working a full-time job? How do you encourage people to see this? Yeah. So I would say the end goal shouldn't be about building an audience or a specific number of followers. If that's what you're going for, um, you'll get burned out really easily and Mm. you'll never be successful in that. So what I started doing was just focusing on the thing that I love the most, which is helping people by sharing information. So that's essentially what my brand is now and what it was in the beginning is just doing something that I like doing and then telling people about it. So if you're thinking about how you want to cultivate your brand, don't think about, okay, how should I write this content? Like Mm. when should I plan it out? Like who's going to, what hashtags, like, don't think about those things. Think about the things that you're passionate about. And we talked about passion in the beginning and then just talk about that 
and share that with people, whether it's your opinion on an article, your thoughts about a specific topic or trend, just share your passion with other people. And naturally your brand will evolve because it's going to be about things that are authentic to you. So it will all automatically be unique. And then um, people resonate with things that are authentic. They don't resonate with things that are super contrived and you look like someone who's just trying to get followers. So really hone in on what is important to you and how you can share that with other people. Mm. Mm. You know, you, you this, that's very wise. It's very wise. Cause you know, I've often, when, when I look at a lot of people who create content, you can tell when someone is just doing it because they want to build a following. It's all about the metrics, keeping track of it. And, you know, I think to a degree, you know, if you're really in business, to a degree it matters, the, the metrics matter. But then you can tell of the people who are building content to build community, to really kind of cultivate this really strong community similar to you. You know, and I think I often try to recommend people to get to that level, right, of you're creating content to attract a community, not you're creating a content to attract a following. Because a community will actually contribute and co-create the content with you, whereas a following won't, <laughs> right? That's so, right. like, yeah, you know, like, so I think it's so powerful that you say that, Lizzie. Um, you know, have there been, like, clients that you've worked with who have come to you about building a personal brand and, you know, that you really helped? Yeah, I had a client who... Um, was new to the job search and she was asking me questions on like, okay, how do I like post things? So I get a lot of likes and engagements, like what hashtag should I use? And then I was like, wait, 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 like, let's start with like, what do you like to do? Like, what are things that interest you? Um, and it was data science and basically mm -hmm. creating dashboards on Tableau. So I was like, okay, instead of trying to write these like super long stories on LinkedIn about, um, specific personal anecdotes like why don't you just share some of the dashboards that you create you created. <laughs> yeah. that. so, uh, that's what she's currently doing now i think it's on mondays and she shares like all these different um dashboards she makes about um different trends that are going on um and then starting to teach people on how they can make dashboards too and not only is that like fun for her but she's getting a more um engaged um audience because she's attracting people who like to do those things too um, yeah, yeah. So that was really great to see. Wow. So you really kind of just transformed her thinking and her perspective on that. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that I guided her in the right direction. You definitely got her in the right direction. You know, I, I would love for you to share, how can people learn more about how to be a career strategist? Because that's essentially what you're doing, right? And I'm sure there's probably someone here that's listening like, okay, I want that job one day. I want to be able to strategize and help people think about the direction they want to take their careers in. Are there any books that you recommend people to read or listen to, Lizzie? Um, I would say for books, one that was helpful to me is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen mm -hmm. Rubin. So that is basically um, a book that talks about four kind of um, like arenas that people fall into when it comes to achieving their goals, um, when they respond to external stimuli and internal stimuli. And that's mm. helpful for two reasons, because one, it identifies for you, okay, if you have a set goal in mind, like, what are the, the paths that you can take to actually achieve those goals? So you better understand, like, what types of projects and things that you can take on, um, because career coaching looks different for a lot of people. Um, mm. So I would really... I, able to identify, okay, how should I run my business in a way where I can achieve my results? But then two, you can kind of learn how other people are going to reach success because um, 
people need different types of accountability to achieve their goals. So you can't just have a one size fit all for people. You have to really mm. meet them um, where they're at. So that is a really good book that I would recommend. Um, and then I would also say, just stay um, in touch with career trends. So if you want to be mm. a career, you really have to learn um, how the career landscape and the work landscape is evolving. And it's evolving very quickly with the implementation of technology with COVID happening. So um, some art, some blogs that I recommend are Career Contessa. Um, they post a lot of really recent um, career tips. Um, Thrive Global, that is a really um, good blog if you want to learn about kind of the future of work. Um, and then The Muse is also really good too. And then I would recommend following people on LinkedIn as well. So as much as you can read things that have been published, you know, it takes a long time to publish things like in a book and then sometimes trends will change. So follow um, career strategists on LinkedIn. Um, so for young adults or for students, I would say um, Jonathan Javier, Jerry mm. Lee, um, Daniel Postero, they're really good for like um, early career. Um, for people who are like mid to season, Kirsty Bonner is really good. Sarah Johnston is really good as well. Shout out to that. I think Shalika is saying, what is the name of one of the books that you mentioned? Um, it's called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. The Four Tendencies, Shalika. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. That sounds like an amazing book. I might have to read that book tonight. <laughs> That's your, your, your list of books. You're reading time. I know that. By the way, I have a book right here. Shift Your Thinking, 200 Ways to Improve Your Life. So check it out if you're super interested in shifting your thinking and also adding that to your book by Gretchen Rubin Shalika. So check this book out as well. Shift your thinking. Lizzie, it was such an honor having to you today on today's episode. You know, let me ask you, Lizzie, where can people, you know, learn more about the Hey Lizzie Ann movement and also follow you in your work? Yeah. So you can check out my website. It's heylizzieann.com. It lists, um, you know, a little bit about me, my services, things that I do. Um, I also do free office hours on Fridays for students and recent grads. So you can sign up on my website to participate in that. Um, I post pretty frequently on LinkedIn. So you can follow me on my personal page um, or my business page. And they're both um, at Hey Lizzie Ann, um, if you just search on LinkedIn. Woo! Thank you so much, Lizzie. What is your powerful takeaway for our amazing guy community today? Ooh, the biggest takeaway I would say is... We all know that the future of work is coming. Like that's the whole mm. point of the podcast and, and this movement. So to respond to the future of work, you have to think about the future of career development. Because mm. as the workforce evolves, the way that you think about career development should also evolve. It's not the same as when, when our parents um, got jobs or maybe even what the universities were teaching you in career centers. Um, really before we're thinking about your career and making sure that it's evolving and that it's a narrative. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. Lizzie, thank you so much. We appreciate you for being on today's live online podcast, Unleashing the Future, a guy podcast with our amazing guy creator, Lizzie Jones. It's truly been an honor, Lizzie. We definitely need to have you on the podcast in the future. What do you think? I think that sounds great. Oh, thank you so much, Lizzie. Appreciate <laughs> you. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> and that was... The first part of today's episode with Hey Lizzie Ann. 
who is an amazing tech career strategist. Up next, I have a special guest as well, Brian Fanzo. You better check him out before I bring him on. He's an amazing global digital keynote speaker, strategist. I mean, this guy is just brilliant. And we're going to be diving deep with him on speaking, marketing, what's going on right now in a remote first world, and the digitization of everything. This guy is just brilliant. I'm super excited to have him on today's episode. But before we get to him, we need to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to go get some water. I'm going to go get some more tea. And I encourage you to go do the same as well if you love tea, because I, I really, really love tea. I don't. I think I probably tell everyone in my life this, how much I love tea. If you really care about me, please go get me some tea. So I often try to go to the park and like have calm tea hours um, just because it's like really soothing and meditative for my soul. So let's take a break. Let's have some tea or some water and then we'll be right back. Talk to you soon.
I am excited. Our next guest, man, this guy is is really one of my favorite guys in the industry. One of my favorite speakers, one of my favorite futurists, digital futurists and leaders. He's a dad. He's a rock star. He's like a social media marketing guru. He's 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 everything. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be going live and talking with Brian Fanzo, who is a digital futurist keynote speaker who translates the trends of tomorrow to inspire change today. Today, like as in now, his customized and personalized programs showcase real world stories and examples of forward thinking people, organizations, and businesses. He teaches companies of all sizes how to leverage technology in real time in order to engage their customers at the right time. Brian has a gift and knack for bringing people together online and offline. He's worked in 76 countries, not one, not two, but 76 countries highlighting his passion for change. And today we're going to talk about the future in itself. And more importantly, what is the current state of things across all boards of innovation and technology? You know, I've actually been following Brian on Twitter. I'm a huge fan of his on Twitter. And he's been sharing all kinds of content on virtual speaking, virtual keynotes, and has given a lot in himself. You're going to see his amazing studio in a second. So I want y'all to show love. If you're tuning in right now, let us know in the comments and make sure you share with your network. Brian, what's Hello. up, man? What's up, Tim? Future is talking with Mr. Future of Work. This sounds good to me. Dude, it's such an honor having you on, brother. I'm glad we're able to make it happen. I, I I think I missed the mark one time, and you know, I I had so much fun hanging out in San Francisco, which seems like four years ago. You know, the way the world's going, but uh, uh excited to be on. Feel, right? It does. <laughs> it feels like for I even was like I was I was pulling up the pictures. Yep. I'm gonna tweet out a picture, and I was like. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. <laughs> Crazy, dude. I, I don't. But that was just last year, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Glo- it was. Uh. What? Global. Global. It's crazy, uh, man. A lot of change in the world. Global marketing day, right? For with SEM Rush. That's what. That's what we were hanging out doing a, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So let me know where are you tuning in from, brother. So I'm right outside DC, Northern Virginia. So uh, like near Dulles Airport area. Wow, 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 wow. So let me ask you, man, you know, now that with the world in the current state it is, how's it been kind of being, you're, you're, I've, I've been noticing that you're virtualizing yourself, but I would love for you to share with our amazing community and audience, you know, how did you start speaking? How did you get into the work that you do around digital futurism? Yeah, so, you know, for me, you know, the, the path's an interesting one, right? So I have my background, I actually worked um, in cybersecurity for the Department of Defense uh, for nine years, uh, based out of the Pentagon, deploying and managing cyber solutions uh, with Homeland Security, DISA. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, early on in my career, uh, someone came, pretty much came down and was like, hey, you're the only, like, non-gray-haired person uh, in our cyber team. Like, we're going to need you to speak and be kind of like the face of cyber, and we want you to run some courses and teach these classes at different military bases. Um, and so for me, that was kind of like the, the, the jump into it. And they sent me to a training on like, not talking fast, not talking with your hands, pretty much everything I do wrong now. Uh, and, um, you know, I got to build a team and travel around the world um, and deploying cyber s- solutions and then working with the government to help them um, tell their story to attract mm. younger millennial, um, you know, people to join the government. Cause 
the only thing you know about the government is that you know it's classified they can't talk about it right so like how do you how do you recruit people to work for somewhere that doesn't you know has that disconnect um and so i did that for a while i got to brief the joint chiefs of staff um at the pentagon I, you know that's why i say like no event no matter how big an event is doesn't scare me at all uh because i had you know generals in full military uh, uniform in the front row you know staring at me making you know they're you know not making any faces or giving any <laughs> uh and so then i you know i left their um government although i loved it um going after my dream job which was a technology evangelist um based after guy kawasaki and what he did yeah. at apple i remember reading that book and was like that's it. Like I finally figured out what, what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Um, and I went and worked for a data center company that was moving into cloud. So it was uh, one of the larger data center companies in the U S um, we were moving into cloud computing. So I did a lot. Um, I kind of became the face of that brand, got to speak at a lot of events, you know, AWS Gartner. Um, and so that's kind of like, I, we would sponsor an event and then I would get the stage. So like I was speaking at government stuff early, we would sponsor something. I would get the stage. Um, and then, Two years and 10 days after I was at that startup, um, we were hiring 12 new hires a week. It was a great, it was everything a startup environment that you know of, like yeah. ping pong tables, lunch Fridays. We went, like our boss was like, we want everyone to use the the collaboration tool. No more email for an entire month. Like I, I swear to God, he turned off and I, like every salesperson's like, wait a second. Um, and so yeah, two years and 10 days, the company uh, was getting acquired and they were like, what is an evangelist? How do you not yeah. have like sales numbers? And <laughs> um, like, what do you do? And I like to say that was my first day of entrepreneurship because uh, I put myself in a box and uh, been doing it. It's a little over five, it was five years um, now, about a week ago. And so weirdly for me, when I got out and I was doing a lot in like marketing, social, digital space, you know, no one knew me from anyone. I couldn't get the side stage of a side stage of a side stage. Like, um, so I almost had to rebuild the speaking concept from the ground up and I would get on a stage and people were like, Oh my God, you act like you've been doing this for years. And I was like, I kind of have, but I, you know, I wasn't doing it um, in that realm. And, you know, in, in 2017, uh, it was about 60% of the revenue for my business. Uh, 2018, it was about 80%. And then last year, I moved it to about 90%, uh, doing about 60 events a year, you know, traveling on the world. Um, wow. And things were really ramping up. I, I started to double down uh, with my speaker agent and my team in January. And then uh, March 10th, uh, you know, between March 10th and March uh, 18th, I lost, you know, 18 speaking gigs and all full, all six uh, full-time clients that I had. A couple of the clients I had for three plus years. And wow. um, although I used virtual to build my speaking business, I was using online to build an offline product, right? Like, yeah. you, you listen to my podcast, you'd watch my videos, and then you'd hire me to speak. Well, although now we're doing virtual, it's kind of a, it was a weird pivot. Although it was kind of what I preached. It was like, wait a second, I now have to use virtual to sell virtual and not cannibalize myself. And like, I was selling like a webinar for this price, but all of a sudden I was like, how do I make up my revenue? How do I build my team? Um, so it was, you know, fast forward. I mean, I put the pedal to the metal um, in March and was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in on virtual and uh, I can, you know, I can say I've, I've never had this many leads ever yeah. in my career and my business. Um, not a lot, you know, a lot of them are still in the education phase. Everyone wants to go virtual or, or figure that out. But um, yeah, that's my path from, you know, I, I you know, the cybersecurity guy mm. having to wear a tie at, you know, in the Pentagon yeah. to now I wear a backwards hat and, you know, and <laughs> a digital empathy and get to come on cool shows like this one. Yeah, I do. and you get to do your own thing, you know, let me ask you, you know, because you, I think you, you have an amazing personal brand and you're super authentic in the work that you do. You know, why do you think people fail to really kind of build their personal brand early in their careers? Because it is a long game. 
It yeah. is not a short game. If you attempt to be the overnight success, you attempt to look for that, like, hey, I'm going to buy followers. Hey, I'm going to um, – I think that is that is a mistake. And it's hard. Like, I remember – I mean, I, this is how crazy it was. Like, I remember the day very uh, – you know, November 2nd, 2013. And I was, you know, on social. I was using it. I was, you know, facing my company. But I wasn't, like – I wasn't telling my story. I was trying to tell what I thought people wanted to hear, right? Massive difference. And it was actually my mom. I, I owe, I'm a mama's boy. I owe it to my mom. Um, and she kind of called me out. And she was like – she said something like, you know, you seem to be stressing, stressing about social media. Like, are you being the same thing that you are offline, online? She's like – She's like, the key to your success has always been, Brian, you're unapologetically authentic. And my mom was like, we tried to change that from you, but like we know we learned over over the years we couldn't change that. And she's like, yeah. Are you doing that? And of course I was like, Yeah, mom, of course. Like, sure, yeah. And I remember like I hung up the phone and I walked into my my bathroom at the time and I wrote like in Sharpie on my mirror, be yourself in like giant letters. I underlined it and was like, you know what? Like, she's right. Like, I, you know, cause there was, I, I was telling lots of stories, just telling the things I thought people wanted to hear. And, you know, I like to say, you know, back then, you know, uh, November, 2013, maybe 2,500 followers across social media total, um, you know, live video hadn't come out yet, which was a big, um, catalyst for my career. Um, but you know, in that short amount of time, which to me, it's still a short amount of time, seven years. Right. But yeah. um, <laughs> I can tell you that like that January, so like January, 2014, I was interviewed and I, and I actually had listened to the interview fairly recently. And I said, I made this comment. I was like, my goal is to build a community with just giving everything. Right. Like, and I, I don't know if you can see on the pan out, the two books that changed everything for me in this game uh, was jab, 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 right hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Classic. Uh, it just, Oh, it, it was. And I tell you what, like I, I was, I was reading it, actually reading it. Cause I, I more of an audiobook person. I was reading it. And then someone had sent me, on my new iPad, the auto, the uh, the like the audio book version of Utility by Jay Bear, and so I'm reading the two of them together, right? So it's like how to be a utility yourself and how to give, 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 and set yourself up. And it was like the aha moment of like, you know what? I'm just gonna give away my knowledge, give away everything I have, build trust and rapport. Um, you know, it was scary at first. Um, you know, I lost some clients when I talked about you know, tattoos and I, and I was very advocate, you know, a strong advocate for LGBTQ communities. And, and I just kind of was like, you know what, this is me. You're going to take it or leave it. Um, you know, Snapchat was kind of growing there. I would do these daily behind the scene things on Snapchat, uh, you know, and then March, uh, 4th, uh, 2014, uh, Meerkat came out, which was like the live stream, first live <laughs> streaming platform. And actually, yeah, this is a, this is a Periscope shirt. Like this is from the original Periscope. I just realized I was wearing it. Um, but yeah, Meerkat came out and I got lucky. I was, uh, working with Dell in Barcelona the week before. And someone said, Hey, check out this app. Yeah. And so I went live twice in Barcelona. I was like, wow, I can go live to my Twitter account. Like, Oh my, like, this is like, crazy and so when i landed in south by southwest when meerkat was about to explode I, you know i had twelve thousand people watching me ride in an uber like literally no. i was doing nothing and i was like like on my and it just like blew my mind and people the more the more real i was the more i when someone asked me a question i was like i don't know it, all these people some people are like oh i like that you'll say i don't know and i was like well, that's pretty easy. Like I can say, I don't know when I don't know things and like think something would go wrong. And I would just be like, you know, perfection's a fairy tale. And everyone's like, kind of, it would just kind of grew. And you know, like, I ended up being on the, the front page of the South by Southwest newspaper that year for like live oh. streaming. And you know, all of a sudden live streaming came up, was a big part of my thing. But it's, it's funny for me when I look at the whole picture, like I had a Google plus hangout show before that, but 
like November figuring out like be yourself and then like going from telling the story I thought people wanted to hear to telling my story and then finding the vehicle that was best for me, which happened to be live video. It was a beautiful, perfect storm, but I, I owe so much of that to my personal brand. I can tell you, like I I've been community first. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I've never, I've never actually even monetized my uh, community and, and I've been very lucky. Gary v uh, Vaynerchuk became a, a mentor of mine and wow. it was probably Three years ago, um, he pulled me aside in an event. He's like, I want you to remember that third that third word in that book you keep telling everybody I inspired you about. I was like, what? And he's like, right hook. He's like, you got to make a right hook. He's like, if you're not, he goes, you're just giving away everything and you're not, you're not selling anything. He's like, you're going to, you're building your audience to um, continue to take, 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 but you've not trained them to um, purchase. And I can tell you, that's the mistake. Like, if I had to go back and, um, but it was also like those aha moment of like, yeah wow, like, hey, you build a community based on, you know, giving and bringing people together. Um, but they're, you know, we're all in this, we're, we're dot coms, not dot orgs, right? We're, yeah. we're trying to do businesses. So, uh, we're they're dot true. Co, right? they're so. true. And I think to your point too, like, I think a lot of people are sometimes, they are, uh, they become uncomfortable with monetizing because they built a brand and they're like, oh, I just, I should just, you know, self serves, give it away. But the reality is, you know, whether if you're building a community, your community wants to support you. They want to make sure that you can sustain. They want yep. to make sure that you stay in business. So they're, as long as you continue adding value, they're receiving and reciprocating value. And that's a, that's a hard mindset, right? Too. And like, yeah. I mean, for a while, like the amount of emails I got was like, Brian, how like you've helped me? How do I buy something from you, right? Like, people are like that's a great problem to have. And you know, it's also one of those things too where everyone can kind of do, do things differently. Like, I'm a big fan. I think actually this is a topic you and I talked about a little bit last time we hung out. Was like, I'm a big believer that if you have a niche or a niche, you should yeah. own it and you should double down. But yes. if you do not have it, if you do not have one you can still be successful and I'm living proof, right? Like, and like, that's where to me, I, I, I had to do things differently because I wasn't associated to one tool or one product or one, you know, um, one target audience. Like, I mean, I, I would do IBM, Dell, Samsung, SAP, HP, and Adobe and Oracle all in one year. Right. And everyone's like, no one does that. And I was like, well, I'm brand agnostic and I want to, you know, I want to you know, build that rapport, but I had to do things a, a little bit different because of that. But like, it's a big, it's a big piece for me because when everyone was telling me riches in the niches and, and I was so frustrated because I would try to niche and it was not me, right. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was not my personality. And so I'm, a, I mean, and trust me, I'm, I am the biggest advocate for when you have it and you, you see it, own it, double own it. down, like yeah. make, it your, make it your thing. Uh, but for everyone else that's still figuring out what that is. Uh, and you know, even for me, like when I switched to when people started coming to me and they would say, how do I work with you? Uh, and I, and it's to this day, I was like, well, you hired me to speak mm -hmm. and then I can consult, I can do strategy for you, but you have to hire me to speak. And that changed a lot of it for me too, because a lot of times people are like, I love what you do. The clients that you have are amazing, but what the hell do I buy from? Like, you know, people didn't even, so like you have to kind of streamline that. And so I think like, to your point, you have to, you know, understand that your audience wants to have that, right? Cause like mm. nobody wants that charity feeling of take, 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 like not nobody, but most good people don't want that, that feeling. And they want that kind of mutual back and forth. And so um, it's been a journey, but I, I mean, for me the personal brand was everything, right? Because yeah. um, as crazy as the world's been, right. And all the change, I, I can like I've always said this like you don't build a following on a social network you mm. build a community to follow where follow you wherever you go and mm. that is the magic right so like for me it was like oh I'm going over here like like people always say like what happens Brian if Twitter goes away I'm like 
well, if Twitter goes away, I'm going to be really sad. Uh, <laughs> I love Twitter, right? Like, I was like, but like my community will find me, right? And I, and, mm. I, and I know they will they come towards me. And I think that's a huge mistake a lot of people make. And I would say the other mistake people make is I will hear this all the time. Like, I don't want to brag. I don't want to like self-promote, yeah. Ryan. And the, I think there's a big difference between pounding on your chest and yeah. saying, I'm awesome. All of you guys suck. Look what I did. And saying, hey, guys, look what I just did and I accomplished. Here's how I did it. Come along with me on the journey. I always wow. like, I, I stress that so much. Like if you are bringing people along with you in the journey so they can maybe not make the same mistakes, they can learn with you. No one will ever complain that you're talking about your success. But if you are only putting your success in people's faces and like, I mean, like we see it a lot of times in this space, like yeah. people disappear off social until they have to, a book release. It's <laughs> coming out and like, they're my best friend. Like they're like, oh my goodness, bro. Like I love all your content. I just dropped the book. Yeah, I was like, you haven't done, you haven't seen crap. And like, I know you're gonna give me a free book, which hey, cool. But like, you know, and I think that's that is part of it. And I think you know, like in these times, in the COVID times, right? Like, it is scary. It is lonely. But when you have that community, there is like this, this like mutual, not only respect, but it's kind of like, hey, we're gonna figure this out. And like, my tagline for the since you know March has been, we got this. Right, like we got this. Like I, none of us know how long it's gonna last. No one knows what the real future looks like, but. I, you know, I believe we got this. Yeah, man. I love that. It's such a powerful takeaway. You know, Brian, man, let me ask you, man, you know, what is your number one takeaway for our community, our guy community, for how they can thrive in a post-COVID-19 future? So immediately to my head went, press the damn button, right? Like that's the, that's, <laughs> yes, that's, your new podcast. That's, my, that's my jam. Like that's what, yeah. the, you know, like that's the book. That's the, I, I just launched the podcast, press the damn button podcast. But I, I take a step back. I actually think, I think vulnerability, your vulnerabilities are your new connection points Mm -hmm. to your audience, right? And vulnerability is scary. It is hard. But in this world we're in right now, we, I mean, we are, the thing we should all learn from COVID more so than anything else is that we are way more alike than we are different right? Like the, this disease is going after, you know, yes, it's, it's a little bit more severe for some people, but I mean, it crosses borders, it states, it doesn't care what jobs you work. And I think if we take a step back and we remember, Hey, we are all human. And you know, there's a lot of, you know, with black lives movement and a lot of things that we know that we have to pay attention to. I think vulnerability of, you know, admitting what you don't know. I said that before it was like my secret to live video, but even going a step further and being okay with talking about, you know, and it's not whining about what's going wrong, but it's more like sharing, Hey, this is something I'm going through. Right. And I just posted two days ago, um, you know, uh, an ADHD post. I'm very public about, you know, I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 and I was neglecting my doctor's um, orders on saying, you know, to take a drug holiday um, every week. And it was cause it was like, Oh, well, I don't need to, I'm just working from home and like, I'm just going to take my, and all of a sudden I was getting these headaches. And so this past weekend I decided to take no medicine, cold Turkey. Um, and it's brutal, right. And I'm by myself and you know, it's cold sweats. Can't, and I just posted, like I was laying on the couch and I had this feeling like I have an amazing girlfriend, amazing family, a community that cares about me. And I thought like, I just lay, I was on the couch and I was like, I don't know how I would get through these moments if I didn't have those people. And so I snapped like, like an ugly selfie of me on the couch, like kind of, and I was just like, Hey guys, this is what I'm going through. This is decisions I made that I miscalculated short-term wins and I'm having to like overcalculate now. And I just want you to know you're not alone. Right. And it's, it, I mean, it's the most engaged tw- Instagram post I've had in a long time. I had my phone was blowing off the hook. And for me, it wasn't, it was, you know, vulnerability in the sense of like, Hey, I'm letting people in, but my community's known my ADHD, but I always want to make sure like, Hey, this isn't a buzzword. This isn't a thing. So I think my, my advice or my takeaway is like, 
vulnerability is that connection, right? It doesn't mean that you have to have ADHD, but maybe you're going through something or maybe, you know, so, someone in your family or someone close to you and we can connect on that point. And I think we oftentimes try to connect with like our success or our niche or, hey, we're both, we live, both live here. We both want to accomplish this. I would argue if you connect with someone through your vulnerabilities, that bond, that connection is stronger than anything else you can do. So that's where I, that's where I would focus. It's so true, man. Brian, dude, you're an inspiration, man. Thank you so much for, for joining us on, on the live podcast today, man. Where can our amazing community follow more of your work, man? You are one of our guide creators that we refer to and we point people to and we you know we really want to give our platform to. So where can the people follow more of your work, man? And connect sure. So yeah, so on, on social, I'm isocialfans, a letter I, social, F-A-N-Z or a Z. My last name's Fanzo. It kind of plays nicely. Um, that's my the company I own. Uh, and the website is brianfans.com. Fanzo.com. So if you go to brianfanzo.com, that's my speaker site. I have all virtual stuff. Um, and I just recently uh, launched a new YouTube channel all about virtual presentations, virtual events, like this whole virtual work from home world. Uh, so if you just go in your browser, uh, press the damn button dot video, it'll redirect you to my new YouTube page. I'm uploading one or two videos uh, a week, all focused on, you know, virtual in this new virtual space. And then I'd say the last place is the the new podcast. Uh, and when I told you, Tim, I'm going to get you on the podcast as well. It's uh, oh, dude, thanks, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's called press the damn button. Um, it's a pod, you know, an interview podcast that I've been, um, really planning for over a year now. And, uh, I focus on like the core of who we are and yeah. what aspects of our lives do we press the button. And then at the end we have some fun and I try to press your buttons and, <laughs> and see what, what's going down. But it's a, a little bit of a longer form podcast. I, you know, a lot of the interview episodes I've been recording, um, are about an hour long, but, uh, I really am trying to take a, you know, a, a different approach. And, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, like the, the underlying piece of it was, I have an amazing network full of amazing people and I was doing a disservice by not celebrating all these amazing people. And I was yeah. like, you know what, this is the podcast I'm going to have. I got like, I got uh, you know very fortunate uh, restream.io uh, came on board as a, as a sponsor. And so, wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I launched it uh, about, uh, just about, a little bit less than a month ago. Um, and so right, we're on episode five. We'll drop uh, tomorrow. But yeah, I'll definitely get you on there. And we got some of our, a lot of our mutual friends um, are our guests on that show. So uh, yeah, check me out on any of them. I, and I always tell people like, I'm active and create a crap load of content everywhere. Yeah, uh, he don't does. Follow, you don't have to follow me everywhere. Uh, pick your favorite social network <laughs> and follow me there. I, I do I do know that I, I pump out a lot of stuff, you know, uh, of the time. But uh, this is fun, Tim. I, I tell you what, I when you and I connected, I we both have a shared vision on like the future and yeah. doing things right and empowering, you know, our fellow creators. And we both have, you know, co corporate world experience and, you know, this world experience. And uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad I, I jumped on with you and I, I'm excited to flip the roles and uh, bring you on my show uh, later on. Dude, Brian, thank you so much, man. Dude, and, you know, as, as everyone is listening and watching right now, Brian's a ball of energy in person and online. I can't turn so, it off. I can't turn it off. <laughs> so like, if you think like, man, this guy's electric, meet him in person. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be amazed. Brian, it was such an honor and pleasure having you on, man. I can't wait to be on Press the Damn Button podcast. Make sure you all press the damn button and follow Brian on Twitter. He's also on LinkedIn and also get hooked to his podcast. It's really amazing content. Brian, peace, love, and abundance, man. I appreciate you, brother. Talk Good to you luck, soon. Man. Make a good day. <laughs> With that said, that was today's live episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. A guide podcast. You know, before I leave you all, I want you to I want to encourage you all to check out this book. So many of you know I am a designer by training. 
I love design. I am obsessed with clean and very intuitive design. And this is one of my favorite design books. So if you ever want to get into experience design and understand how to do it, check out this book, Agile or Agile. Some people say Agile. Some people say Agile. Agile or Agile Experience Design, which is a digital designer's guide to agile, lean, and continuous. It's really, really good stuff. It teaches you about how to design end-to-end experiences and really build amazing experiential platforms. In addition to that, if any of you are interested in being on a future episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, A Guy Podcast, reach out to me. I'm super interested in having you on, super interested in highlighting you and giving you this platform. And more importantly, check out guideapp.co, sign up and get on our wait list. We actually launched this week and we're onboarding some of our marquee content creators like Brian Fanzo soon. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in today. Talk to you soon. Peace, love, and abundance. All right, y'all. Peace.